Hello guys, welcome to Stock for our vlogging. Today I will tell you. In order to get most out of your efforts to become a good speaker in public and to get it with rapidity and dispatch, four things are essential. First, start with a strong and persistent desire. This is of far most more importance than you probably realize. If an instructor could look into your mind and heart now and ascertain the depth of your desires, he could foretell almost a certainty. The swiftness of the progress you will make. If your desire is pale and flabby, your achievements will also take on the whole inconsistency. But if you go after your subject with persistence and with the energy of the bulldog after a cat, nothing underneath the Milky Way will be. Therefore, arouse your enthusiasm for the self-study, enumerate its benefits, think of what additional self-confidence and ability to talk more convincingly in public domain. Think of what it may mean and what it ought to mean in dollars and cents. Think of what it may mean to you socially, of the friends it will bring, of the increase of your personal influence, of the leadership it will be, and it will give you leadership more rapidly than almost any other activity you can think or imagine. Second point, know thoroughly what you are going to talk about. Unless a person has a thought out and planned his talk, and knows what he is going to say. He can't feel very comfortable when he faces the audience. He is like the blind leading to the blind. Under such circumstances, the speaker ought to be self-conscious, ought to feel a repentant, ought to be ashamed of his negligence. I was selected in legislature in the fall of 1881. Teddy Roosevelt wrote in his autobiography and found myself the youngest man in the boy. Like all young men and experienced members, I had considerable difficulties in teaching myself to speak. I was profited much by the advice of a hearty dead old countryman who was unconsciously paraphrasing the Duke of Wellington's advice. Don't speak until you are sure you have something to say and know just what it is. Then say it and sit down. Third point, act confident. One of the most famous psychologists that United States has produced, Professor William Jones, wrote as follows. Action seems to follow feelings. But really, action and feeling go together, and by regulation, the action which is under the more direct control of the will, we can indirectly regulate the feeling which is not. Thus, a sovereign voluntary path to cheerfulness, if your spontaneous cheerfulness be lost, is to sit up cheerfully and to act and speak as a cheerfulness of all detail. If such conduct does not make you feel cheerful, nothing else on that occasion will. So, to feel brave, act as if we were brave. Use all of your will to the end and courage will very likely replace the gift of fear. The last point. Practice, practice, practice. This point is emphatically most important. Even though you forget everything you have to read, you have read so uh, you have listened so far, do remember this. The first way, the last way, the never failing way to develop self-confidence speaking is to speak. Really, the whole matter finally simmers down to but one essential. Practice, practice, practice. This is the sign known of it all without you know. Any beginner wanders the world is apt to have a buck fever. Buck fever means the state of intense nervous excitement, which may be entirely diverse from timidity. It may affect a man the first time he has to speak to the large audience, just as it may affect him the first time when he sees the public. What such a man needs is not courage, but no control, cool-headedness, 
This he can only get by actual practice. He must, by custom and repeated exercise of self-mastery, get his nerves thoroughly under control. This is largely a matter in habit, in the sense of repeated effort and repeated exercise of willpower. If the man has the right stuff in him, he will grow stronger and stronger with each exercise. If you want to get rid of your conscience fear, let's see what follows it. Fear is begotten of ignorance and uncertainty, says Professor Robinson in the book Mind and the Making. To put it another way, it is a result of lack of confidence. And what calls that? It is the result of not knowing what you can really do. And not knowing what you can do is caused by a lack of experience. When you get a record, record for the successful experience behind you, your fears will vanish. They will melt like night mist under the glare of the sun. One thing is certain, the accepted way to learn to swim is to plunge over the water. You have been listening long enough. Why not toss it aside now and get busy with the real work in hand? Choose your subject. Prefer one-on-one, which you have seen some knowledge and construct three-minute talk. Practice this talk by yourself and a number of times. Then give it, if possible, to the friends for whom it is intended or before a group of friends putting into the effort or your force and power. So that's all for today. I'll come with another infotainment podcast episode in the next one. Till then, see ya.